following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. You're listening to Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast on the BICBP Radio Network with your hosts, EZD Derek Jaws, T-Wave Taylor Sekaterski, Big Diesel Nick Yelich, Bold Claim Ben Yelich, and Austin Kelm, the Stat Man. This is Hats, Tats, and Stats. What's going on, everybody? I am EZD here with my main man, Austin, the Stat Man, Kelm. Coming in hot and coming in in person, live in living color. It's nice to not have you on Zoom today, buddy. Oh, tell me about it, man. This is way better than we usually go. Oh, big time. It, it's easier for us to track our time so we don't run over or too short. Uh, it's easy. It, it's better to be able to like look across the table and see somebody, uh, kind of take visual cues off one another, and it just it, it's better overall, but it's not easy to do. Uh, you know, we live a little bit further away from each other than we used to, and sometimes we just got to do what we got to do, right? Could you imagine if we had this stuff and we had our apartment, how, like, easy that would have been? Like- Dude, we would have been doing two-point conversation <laughs> type stuff five days a week. Wake up, let's go. Let's get to work. Shout out, Matt. We love you, bud. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, he is actually going to be probably filling in for us next week. Um, you're welcome to join. If you're free, I don't know what your schedule is like, but uh, Matt Johnson from Two Point will be filling in for us next week because I know T-Wave probably won't have a voice coming back from Tennessee. Uh, <laughs> Nick and Ben are both busy, and I had you on this week, so I planned on you know rotating, rotating people through. Again, you're welcome to join us. Uh, I love having a third person, and we'll probably have to do it via Zoom, but uh, that's beside the point. We can you could come over again. We could do another like whatever you want to do. It's up to you. Well, maybe your third wheel. I'm not sure how I feel about this. Like not a third wheel. Thanks a lot. Afterthought. Oh no problem. That's mine. <laughs> well, that'll be something we can settle off air and for next week. <laughs> we are here. We are breaking down NFL Week Six. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on in sports right now. The John Gruden stuff with the emails. You know, we're not Yikes. really going to touch that. Uh, obviously that's going to unfold. You don't need our general opinion on stuff. You're getting everybody else's opinion on that stuff everywhere you look on social media. So that's just really not how we roll. Um, baseball playoffs are happening. We have three of the four teams set for the championship series. Uh, we got series. I series, 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 something else. Uh, it's like all of our phones and like all the Google assistant things like let up and you said Siri, like the whole house that are functioning. Right. So, um, the Red Sox are taking on Houston that game. Uh, that series starts tomorrow, uh, Thursday. This is being recorded on Wednesday, so that starts Thursday. As a, as a Yankees fan, that is physically painful. For yeah, that. Could, I mean, could it have been worse? Lord. Could it have been? Like, you could probably handle Tampa Bay, though I'm tired of seeing Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay win stuff right now. <laughs> um, but it really couldn't have gotten worse for Yankees fans, could it? No, no, it could not have. And you know what's adding? Just, just pouring salt on the open wound is that, so I don't know how everybody else feels, but, like, I'm not a big Aaron Boone fan. Just not a big fan of the guy. Liked him as a player. It's fine. Uh, they have a huge payroll. They have lots of talent. And I just feel like he mismanages it all the time. And it's just my two cents. Yeah. But he doesn't have a contract right now. And I was like, oh, man, they're going to let him walk. They're going to get somebody capable. This was his first coaching job, like, ever, which I don't know. Like, you had World Series aspirations, and you have this loaded roster. I mean, loaded in quotes. But, like, right. you have a talented roster. And you are... I don't know on on the Caesar Sportsbook docket for winning the world. You know what I mean? Everybody's right. on it, but like nobody's really taken seriously. Yeah, you're you're the team that's like near the top because of how how explosive your offense is supposed to be, and I mean a one game playoff. That was it, it. Didn't get it done. You put your ace out there. You threw the best guy you had. Cole didn't have it, and I and mean, only only one dude looked good in that game, and it was Giancarlo Stanton. 
and he was he'd been on a tear for a while yeah. there. I mean, yeah, he five, came out six hot. home runs over a week. I mean, he was just and, and I, I, I can tell you ripping a couple balls off the wall and only getting singles on them when they should have both been stand up doubles because you were watching them. Uh, I mean, I understand it's a home field advantage. I saw a lot of Yankees fans hating on Fenway Park. Fenway Park's been there longer than you. Fenway Park will be there well <laughs> after you're us, gone. Yeah. Get used to it. Uh, that's where you have to like if anything, if you're blaming anything. Blame the fact that he didn't run out of the box. Uh, I believe the 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 track on the on one of the two hits. Uh, the one hit would have been out in any ballpark other than Fenway. Um, I believe his second one off the wall. His first one only would have been out in about ten to twelve ballparks in in the country. So I mean, if you're if you're hitting one that's like a maybe shot, may, maybe run. Just a thought I as mean, a baseball coach. Listen, always hustle, always hustle. I mean, not that I'm defending him because again. He should have ran. Right. But like even the announcer was like, it's high, it's back, it's gone. Oh, gee, and Carlos Stanton home. What am I missing? What happened there? Like, right. like, like he had no idea it wasn't a home run. Right. Which is and really one of which, the funniest calls I've heard in a long which, time. Which at that point you have to wonder, like, was he watching Stanton or was he watching the ball? Because usually you watch the ball like that ball is hit was well hit. That is deep. That is back. And it is off the monster. Like I think it's everything. Everything. Right. That he really crapped on that ball. I oh, mean, absolutely. just annihilated just that ball. It. Right. And it was like his head and look, and he's jogging. And if you're looking at his view, which is like up in a press box, like yeah. an aerial view of everything going on, he's seeing a high, hard hit ball from one of the biggest athletes in the game of baseball who's jogging with a bat right. flip. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I probably would have called it a home run. Right. <laughs> you know? Well, that's and, and there's, always, there's always that interesting aspect of like, does it hit off the wall in a way that it, like ricochets toward center field and ekes over but like that that's that little peak is the deepest part of the park right, right, so right. you never know um listen we've been caught up in that a couple times yeah. you and i have done a couple of baseball games i'm over here going steer right three what's that two two strike two okay <laughs> all right then apparently the umpire and i did not agree on that last right. call like that's just <laughs> right uh I can, I can tell you sitting on the ground level uh in the press box type area but probably 40 feet lower than a press box would be right um Calling a home run is not easy. Uh, you know, we are we are at Grand Island High School doing the uh, the Junior Thunderwolves prospect ID team versus the Junior Thunderwolves showcase team, and somebody hit a home run in that game, and it was hard to tell where we're, from where we were sitting uh, whether or not that ball made well, it out. So four hundred and seventy feet away, at, and guys. and on ground level at that point too. Right, right. So looking through uh, a fence. But yeah, so that was uh, too bad for Yankees fans. Uh, it's just another year of next year and twenty eight rings arguments and stuff like that, which. Kind of warms my soul a little bit because that's the part about Yankees fans I, desp- I personally despise. Although, you know what I found funny this week, though? And What's not, that? Not to go off on a tangent, you know, as we do. Right. So somebody in, uh, I don't know, the Facebook world or some marketing company had put out a meme on social media right. that just said this is the first decade basically ever that no New York sports team from any major sport, and this is including the New Jersey Right, you know what I mean. The the Giants and the Jets, the, the the not New York football teams. Correct, right. So that no team from New York won a championship. Interesting. That like Jets, Islanders, like nobody did that. But the funny thing is that the graphic they put together had all the teams from New York in it from every sport except the Buffalo Sabers. So like one of the Pagu- <laughs> like the, the Pagula's kid and Terry and Kim Pagula uh, on the Sabers and the Bills, um, that her daughter who's like the professional tennis, tennis player. player, right had put it on social media, like, they didn't even include the Sabres with, like, angry face emoji. And, like, the top most liked comment was, like, 
Yeah, that seems fair. Like, I don't like I don't know. I, I don't know how upset the, you could the, really be over the, the, that. The, the Sabers are barely a professional franchise uh, at this point, right? So, right. And to, how about how about you like pull them out of obscurity of the NHL, and maybe they'll get included in sports memes again? Which I mean, I I, I guess right off the get go, like I understand her frustration. It's not like the Mets are great and they were included in the graphic. You know what I mean? So it's right. It's, so to, like to put everybody else in there and not put the Sabers is pretty much a, a big oversight. Well, it's but it's I, a huge slap in the face. But again, maybe right, maybe if that, you made them not forget we had a franchise because you yeah, know make, be good, make make your team less than forgettable. This won't be a problem. Correct. But uh, but that comment made me laugh. I I, I don't I, I write lol a lot without actually laughing, laughing out loud. loud. This legitimately made was, you lol. Yeah, yeah, that seems fair. Yeah, that, no. that's legit. I totally no, understand I, how they forgot us. I appreciate that for sure. That's uh, that's a fun little snippet. Um, <laughs> so that being said, the uh, the Braves also punched their ticket. Um, the Astros punched their ticket to the ALCS. So the so the Red Sox in, in Houston, uh, the Braves are awaiting the winner. Of the Dodgers Giants series, which concludes, I believe, tomorrow or t- tomorrow. I believe tomorrow again Thursday. Um, the Battle of California. Yeah. So um, that's some good and postseason baseball is always exciting. It's always good. Um, postseason baseball and postseason hockey, I believe, are two of the top things to watch. Uh, I love the Super Bowl. Uh, I love like, it, but those are like one day, like one day and done, one day and done, one day and done. Then right. a weird two week break where something referred to an all-star game happens and then the Super Bowl, which is the, uh, more about the production than the game a lot of times. True. But, uh, like, baseball and hockey playoffs are just the, – the series atmosphere, like the, the game after game after game after game against the same dudes, and it, it gets chippy, it gets chirpy, and I love sure it. Sure does. <sighs> Speaking of getting chippy and chirpy, nothing makes me happier than our Buffalo Bills pissing off Pat Mahomes' girlfriend. It's – I, I like have no word like it really it's so fr- like her and his brother are like the only reasons that people can find to hate the Chiefs like because Mahomes as good as he is and as bad as he womps on people is really just a nice a, 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 a good, class act yes a nice guy people like the State Farm commercials you know, the I mean Patrick the, Price and all the other stuff like I get a chuckle out of those there's pictures of him and Allen like shaking hands hugging like pregame like they're on the field they shake each other's right. hands like just stand there talking like they're 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 standing facing in opposite directions just like talking and just throwing and right, warming getting, up getting loose having chat right just talking to each other. You know, like, they don't hate each other the way, like, you know, uh, like, the fans like to say, like, oh, these franchises hate each other. Like, you know, you ex- you expect, like, Allen and Mahomes to meet on meet on the logo and throw hands. And, but, like, they're boys. They hang out. They probably train together. They, like, probably, like, Snapchat each other in the offseason. Well, like, like, Brady and Manning tried to, like, beat each other's, you know, asses right. for 20-plus years of both of their careers. But that doesn't mean they didn't, like, text each other and be right. like, hey, hey man what's up like, you know? let's go have some avocado vodka right how's how's the how's the wife and kids type right of thing. so um but it was fantastic it and, was but the two of them are the downfall of, of, of society oh ju- for sure. just in general and we're like to come out after the game and to be like the officials are never on our side when like literally everybody in buffalo was losing their minds yes. about all the favoritism and all the calls that the chiefs get on a regular basis um it really it was one of the Worst officiated games, I think, and, I, and of this it, season. So it far. definitely it was, was real bad. There were bad calls on both sides. I actually, I agree with the uh, roughing the passer call that got called on Allen. Um, you know, 
solely because like the letter of the letter of the rule, you cannot land with your weight on the quarterback. Right. And that is 100% what he did. It I wasn't could, a late hit by any means. I couldn't believe how I mean and this speaks it's a whole different problem but Chris Collinsworth like this guy. Uh, I mean, I'm not a big fan of his to begin with, but I mean, for him to be like, it's just, it's, it's broadcasting. It's kind of like what reporting the news is supposed to be like, just tell me what's happening. Like, right. I'll decide. Yeah. What, I don't, do you know what I, mean? I right. don't need you to tell me what my opinion should be. Right. Exactly. So like for concert to be like, ah, oh, really, you know, next time just put a pillow under him. I'm like, dude, a D lineman caught him in midair. Swept his feet off from under him and drove, and drove his shoulder him into the ground. Yeah, like, drove his shoulder into the ground. We're not talking about like a lineman who tried to like block a pass and like his index finger nicked the quarterback's face mask. Oh, it's contact to the helmet. You know what I mean? Throw the flag. Like there's like ticky tack love tapping stuff, and then there's a 295 pound guy catching a dude in midair and driving him into the ground. Like I don't care that Aaron Allen popped right up. I don't care that he was fine after the right. play. That's not the point. To the letter of the law that it was the easiest roughing the quarterback yep. call I've seen so far this season. Yes. Where I was like, well, yeah, shit, that, that's a Absolutely like, it was. It's 100% a penalty. Like, I don't... And, like, and, it, and it's weird because, like, we see that penalty called against us all the time. Correct. Uh, it's rare that I... I feel like it's rare that we get that call, but, like, we did. Also, you know, the fun fact here, uh, I, I was on record saying that this was going to be a, a Bills W and a big Bills W. Uh, that's two score. That no, that's a three score football game right there, boys. Yep. Called that. Eighteen points is legit. That's, yeah. Uh, that's uh, a smackdown. That's that's a, that's called what we like to call a statement. So that's going to be the uh, the extent of the looking back on last week. We'll we'll cover a little bit of last week as we go forward and look at this week. Um, obviously, by the time you're listening to this, you've caught up with your highlights in your recaps so we're going to keep looking forward that's what we, we, we're, not, we we're not telling you anything you don't already know right so we we kind of changed it up this year a little bit last year we would go back and go back through last week's games and then go through this week's games and we're just going to kind of lump it all into one one big uh one big foul swoop here so uh game one thursday night football the bucks go to philly to take on the eagles who might be the most confusing team in the nfl right now uh, they're very confusing. I don't understand uh, what their coaching staff is doing. I, I really don't get it. Uh, I'm happy to say Jalen Hurts looks like uh, a quarterback. You know what I mean? Because there's a lot of, hey, we're not going to name a starter, and uh, it's really going to be a, a competition throughout all of training. Like, just a lot of coach speak, a lot of – I mean, I, you're making him earn it, I guess. You didn't want him to get complacent. I mean, competition breeds success. Like, I understand all that. Right. But – I think every, it was it was very clear and evident that everybody and their mother was like, "Yeah, Jalen Hurts is our guy. <laughs> he's the quarterback. Here's he's the guy we're going with." And to not name a starter for the longest time was very confusing to me. Um, they've had several games this season where they they give they have less than ten rushes yeah. as a team. Like so, as a, as a Miles Sanders uh, fantasy running back <laughs> owner, um, yeah, yeah, that's got to be a tough. Look, I'm huh? a little saltier about this than maybe I should be because the Eagles are not my team. That being said, it's not like. It's not so. It's it's different than like the Dallas backfield where it's Zeke and Pollard, and people are upset that Zeke doesn't get more touches. But that's only because Pollard has been so successful in what he's doing. Like Sanders hasn't been doing great, but it's not like they're giving it to Kenneth Gainwell or anybody else. Right. They're, they're just running the ball as a team ten times a game, which is laughable. That and, and, and to get to get that like. We're talking like called designed runs. We're right. not. We're not talking about like Hertz scrambling or getting out of trouble and making Correct. something happen. We're talking right. about like designed running right. plays. I'm gonna take this up from the center and hand it to this dude behind me. Or, and or, I'm, or I'm just. Run. I'm gonna take the snap and run. One of the two. Because right. like that is a designed run. Right. Okay. 
Like, but ten times a game. That that probably does, like. And listen, I I am not a proponent of you have to run the football. No. The problem is the Eagles aren't scoring thirty five points a game. Right. And really, my issue with it is that the team that they're playing, and I'm sure they're going to run into it again this week. Although against, I mean, the Bucks have the number one run defense in football, so this is going to be a moot point for for them to begin with. Right. But like, I look at this like you're in shootouts with these teams. Your defense is struggling to stop them. Run the ball. Get first downs. Take your time. A nice, long, methodical drive. Yeah. Crisp, efficient, everything going well. And keep that Hall of Fame quarterback on the sideline. And they're like, no, we're just going to throw it 87 times and go three and out and then put their offense right back in the field. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, I don't understand. It's I understand the Bills doing it. They don't have Stephon Diggs. They don't have a Cole Beasley. I mean, a rookie receiver in Devontae Smith, who is super talented, still, at the end of the day, a rookie receiver is the best receiving threat that they have. Yes. I, I just don't understand the the thought process that goes into that, but that's just me. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely tough. I mean, looking through here, um, Hurts threw the ball 35 times in, a win, in the win over Atlanta, which, congratulations. Uh, he, he threw 23 times against San Francisco, but only completed 12 of them. Right. So he was around 50%. 39, 48, 37. Uh, in the next three games, two losses and a win. So the two wins you've thrown 35 and 37, the two losses, 23, 39 and 48. Um, and like his completion percentage isn't fantastic. He's not turning the ball over a ton. He's what? Three, four, five, six, seven, seven and three. So he's got seven touchdowns to three picks. It's not like he's turned the ball over a ton. Um, I mean, he himself has close to, We'll call it close to fifty, close to fifty rushes, and I don't. I don't have. It's not giving me full totals here, but um, I mean, he's not doing amazing, but he's not doing terrible. But like a lot of this is, does he? He doesn't have much around it. But like they play teams tight. Like they they play teams legitimately tight. Looking through their season so far, I mean, they dominated the Falcons, seventeen to eleven. Probably the weirdest football score ever. Uh, in a loss to the to the Niners, twenty one to forty one with the uh, with the boys, which I mean that's just a buzzsaw of a team right there right now. But like, put up thirty on the Chiefs, losing forty two to thirty, and then they beat the Panthers, who are a good football team and a good defensive football team. Their defense is probably their strong point. Beat them twenty one to eighteen. This is the most confusing team in football. They are a conundrum wrapped in an enigma. Right. And not a charismatic enigma. They're kind of boring. Yes. And like I said, like it blows my mind that you see guys. It really, if you didn't want to give the ball to Sanders because he was struggling or whatever, I mean, that's fine. You can do bubble screens. You can, you know, get the pass rush off you with, with short, quick passes and do a little bit more of a, a West Coast offense. Um, and they just don't. And like I said, I'm crabopled. Right. I'm confused. It's it's definitely a tough look. And it's not going to get better going to Tampa. No. <laughs> or having Tampa come to that. No. It's just not. Uh... And, and, and now Tampa hasn't been the world beater I think we, a lot of people thought they'd be. Correct. Uh, you know, they're not dominating teams. They're doing well. They're beating the teams they should beat. Um, you know, obviously looking back and seeing them win that game against Dallas is a big deal because of how Dallas has looked. I, I don't know. I The Bucks win this game, right? Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah. The, I, don't, I don't think it'll be close. No. Really, I don't. I mean, I, I've said it a couple times now. I think that Tom Brady, and whether he comes out and says this or not, I think Brady's going for the single-season touchdown record. 
He very well may be. It's, I think it's, it's the only – it's one of the few quarterback records that he does not own. I think it's still Peyton Manning at like 54 or 55. And in the first year with a 17-game schedule that he gets an extra game to do it, that if he sits in this hot pace that it'll be – I don't know if they have an asterisk next to it where it's like, hey, this was done in a 17-game season, or I don't know how that gets noted in record books. But right. I think that he wants his name under all of them that he can. I, I assume I would assume so. Right. Not that he needs anything more to to bolster his Hall of Fame resume. Correct. But. I think it's just for pure competition. Like it's almost like he's screwing with people. Hey, you know, it'd be really funny. Like if this year I just threw like fifty six touchdown passes. You know what I mean? Like he says it's so like absent mindedly that <laughs> right. that it's just uh not serious, but serious at the same time. Like hey, right. would, it would be funny if we did this. Yeah, I th- this I think falls into that like forty one to twenty one range that the that they lost recently like to the Cowboys that, that's about where I put this one I would to be honest I'd be surprised if they scored 21 points on Tampa's defense I kind of would too but Listen, they might they, they, they very well might it, it, it's going to be that like defense has backed off it, it's going to be like 41-14 close like like they'll score on the first drive of the first drive of the game they'll put one up like either late in the second quarter or just out of the half and then like score like a late one to make it 21-41 or something. I don't know. That's that's about where I'm at with it. But uh, moving on, our first uh, Hats, Tats, and Stats game of the week is the Week 6 Suck Bowl. The Dolphins going to, to the Jags, and by going to the Jags, I mean going to London. Because let's be honest, any game in London is going to probably suck. Um, the Dolphins are playing, we'll call it underwhelming football, and the... Everything about the Jags has been underwhelming this year. Oh, it's been bad. I mean, I, I get you have a rookie quarterback, and there's those growing pains and stuff like that. I think uh, Urban Meyer would be very lucky to make it to the rest of the season and have really both teams have one win between you in week five is is difficult. Right. And, and really, and I don't know if they did this. Obviously, they didn't do it on purpose, but like the London games were too one in four teams last week, or one in three teams with the Jets and Atlanta, and now you're going for an 0-5 which, team and a one in four team. Which, like, God, they're getting good competition, the, huh? The game last week, like, okay, I I get it. Like, you got to get everybody over there, and maybe Atlanta's got a, you know, a big, a big following there or something. Who knows? I I but like, and I also get that the. Like, this is the Jags' like second home, right? They do it with some regularity. Yeah, like it, it's it like they ha- they kind of have the agreement that uh, this is kind of their home, their home base overseas, and you pick like so you pick the Jags, who again first round two first round picks this year, like highly touted coach coming out of college who. We'll get uh, Urban <laughs> Urban Meyer is on the suck list, um, so there's that. But uh, but you know, and then the Dolphins, who last year people like people were so high on the Dolphins, so high that they were sitting there like, oh my god, the Dolphins are you know the, the people were picking the Dolphins to beat the Bills for the division last year, right? And now like, oh my god, they only got better. Another year for Tua, uh, and then the Bills damn near killed Tua. Tua Tungova can't breathe anymore because my ribs hurt of Aloha. like it's i mean how, how do dolphin sense feel like watching justin herbert 
I know. Just dominate every aspect of the game. I mean, it's just silly. Yeah, it's it, it's it's a it's a bad look. It's not good. And really, and I'm I'm not a Tua fan. And it doesn't say he's not talented, but I guess I mean, if I'm a GM, I'm always for that that prototypical quarterback. Right. And that's just me. And maybe it's an outdated, you know, what I mean, point of view. But I'd rather have six foot four. 225 pounds. You know what cannon. I mean? Right. If that's what I'm going with. If I'm a running guy, it's I not never, that- I never understood the hype. Um, I mean, last year, we, we saw last year, you know, he got into a game late. The game was out of hand. Fitz had already dominated. They put him in two handoffs, a check down, and a first down. And they were like, oh my God, he's the second coming. I'm like, of what? Nate Peterman? Like, that, uh, that, that, that that's like a, a lefty changeup coming out there. Like, what yeah. the hell are we doing? Well, and there's also more of the rumors with Deshaun Watson are swirling right. again that Miami might be looking into him and, and what can we give you for him. And, and, and l- listen, uh, the Texans are absolutely correct in holding him hostage for his actual value when he's on the field. We saw what he can do last year with a very bad team around him. Right. You know, until well, he, he got banged up last year, right? No. I don't think so. Last year, he looked, was last year the year he like led the NFL in passing he, yards? I, like yes, he, it was. It, it was silly. Like, like 5,000 passing yards or something ridiculous. Yeah, he uh, he did very, very well with a not good football team last year in Houston, which is why he wanted out. Um, so, I mean, uh, pull it up here. Yeah, 48-23 and 33 touchdowns with only seven picks. Right. Like, had a very good year. With not a great team, like Will Fuller can't stay on the field for whatever reason. He was on that team. Uh, they didn't have Deshaun Watson. like So he was throwing to really nobody. So you put him De- on that Dolphins. De- DeAndre Hopkins. He was gone last year. You said Deshaun Watson. Sorry. I'm like, we're talking about yeah, Deshaun Watson. Yeah, no, sorry. He, come on, man. My brain works <laughs> a mile I'm picking up what you're putting down. I got okay. it. So, you know, it, like putting him on that Dolphins team, yeah, automatically makes them a contender. Because right. now they don't have to rest on their defense to score three times a game to win. But who wins this one? Um, to be honest with you, I think Jacksonville gets their first W. Jacksonville gets off the schneid in London in the suck ball. I, I don't, Love it. I don't think they're going to go winless. Um, and really, it's not like they've been playing super bad football. No. Just some knucklehead mistakes. Rookie quarterback, growing pains. Um, but the Dolphins are, are really not great. And no. I think that this is uh, one that the Jags win. I, I, I think the Dolphins get their second win here. I think the uh, I think their secondary it, like takes the ball away a few times and shuts the Jags down. I'm taking the Dolphins in, in in a bad game, in another just brutal London game. Uh, the Vikings head to Carolina to take on the Panthers. Um, the Panthers looking to, you know, avenge a loss last week. The Vikings looking to build some momentum from that last-minute Lions being the Lions Bowl, I guess. Um, again, the Panthers playing good football, you know, figuring themselves, figuring out who they are without Christian McCaffrey. Uh, who has got to be close to coming back at this point. I think um, so. I think he started practicing again this week, but whether or not he plays is still up in the air. Right. Are we getting another dose of Chubba Hubba? <laughs> Chubb Hubbard. Yep. So, uh, and, I mean, the Vikings look I mean, looking good. They, they're not They're not a bad team. They didn't look great last week, but they're not, I don't know. Again, another confusing football team. I, I don't know what to take out of them. It's uh, It's very interesting. It's very interesting. I mean, Dalvin Cook's been hurt and stuff like that, so he's been playing really, really well. But then on the flip side, the Panthers are all of a sudden back to a, a defensive football team. Right. That like I, I like I want to be able to be like, well, it doesn't matter who the running back is for Minnesota, that this Panthers defense is going to be up to the challenge of stopping them. But 
who knows? Right. Who knows? It's just uh, I don't know if the quarterback has that much playing it. I don't. Does Sam Darnold coming in all of a sudden take <laughs> take pressure off of everybody? I don't know. Um, I don't. I don't think it does yet. I think it will. I think he's like he's coming in. He's starting to come into his own. Um, I think he is trying to play safe right now. I think he's trying not to lose the game mm-hmm. because I think he did a lot of that in, in New York. I think he's trying to say, like, let's manage it. And, like, you're going to see him in a few weeks take a step or two toward winning football games instead of not losing football games. Right. And that's when you're going to see this team really start to click. Um, and then they're going to add the most dynamic running back in the game back into the mix, too. So Well, he's got the best weapons that he's ever had. Yes. I mean, D- DJ Moore is better than any receiver he's ever thrown to. Correct. And he had Robbie Anderson in New York, and he's got Robbie Anderson again. Right. And, and you, you can see that they have a chemistry on the field, which is nice. Um, I think the Panthers take this one. I, I I don't know. I just I like the Panthers this year, and I don't know why. They're they're looking good. It's surprising a lot of people. Um, I am gonna go with the Vikings, though. I'm going the opposite way. So we have not been on the, the same page. No, uh, so far this week. But except I, except for the Thursday night game. Well, I mean that's, that one's pretty. I easy. think it's gonna be horrifically one sided. But uh, so this next one, Big Diesel and T Wave have both picked this as a game of the week. Uh, T-Wave call, is calling this the shootout of the week. Big Diesel's calling it the game of the week. The Chargers visit the Ravens. The Chargers, possibly the hottest team in football right now, and I say that with an undefeated Arizona team still out there, uh, against the Ravens, who have found weird ways to win football games. Again, a team that almost lost against the uh, the Lions, ended up using a, what should have been a delay of game penalty that killed the entire entire thing for Baltimore. Like they should have lost because of a delay of game penalty that they didn't have called against them and then kicked the longest field goal in NFL history to win it. Uh, and then last week, yeah, I mean, they, they, they beat the, they beat the chiefs. They last week, they came back from down 22 to nine and won a football game in overtime against Indianapolis where, I mean, Lamar looked like a quarterback finally. He did. And really it's, it's, it's weird to see. And I don't know why, cause he's a quarterback. So obviously he can throw, but he has not been making the types of throws he's been making recently until this year. Right. That a lot of it was, it looked like a college run offense. Yes. Lots of runs. And, and you can see it. And this really is a testament to how good he is with his legs. Yes. That he, people are so, so petrified of him taking off and going anywhere that they just like, the the, the pump fakes, the RPOs, all that stuff works all the time. That they yes. have people that are wide open behind them. So, like, a couple of years ago during his MVP season, like, Mark Andrews was unbelievable. Yep. And he was just wide open all the time. You yes. know, it was just one of those things. Whereas yesterday, second, like, the Colts defense actually, I thought, did a pretty good job blanketing and covering people. And he fit the ball into tight windows and still threw. It was unbelievable. I can tell you that the, the social media trolls, as we like to call them, uh, liked to point out that m- – all but one of his touchdown passes were to wide open receivers. You know, guys. You know, had a five five yard radius around him. He just got to get got to get the ball there. Right. Um, and it was a five yard radius when the ball got there. Um, you know, not not like a. It was five yards when he threw it, and it squeezed in as they were closing. Like they caught, and it's still the five yard radius, and right. then their guys are getting there after the ball's already there. Um, stuff like that. But I mean, I. It, when you watch highlights, that's what you see. You see the touchdowns, right? So I can't speak to the entirety of his game. So uh, all but one of those passes did look like 
a college quarterback, like I, I, I like to knock Ohio State and Alabama quarterbacks for this. Like the guys are wide open. Like I could hit All that the dude. Time, right? You know, I, I could hit that dude. Um, what I think is interesting is going to be, you know, when he when he didn't look good as a passer last year. Like take the take the playoff game against the Bills with that they that they lost. Um, you know, the the Bills basically said, "We're not going to let you run. We're going to stuff the line. We're going to hold the pocket." We're not going to let you get outside. We're not going to let you squeak through the middle. We're going to make you stand there and throw the football, and we're playing coverage. Right. And it worked. I I dare you. Yeah, and it worked very well. I would be intrigued to see a team that is stopping the run, is shutting his legs down, and and able to then play normal coverage and how he does in that. And that, to me, is his next step as, as the evolution of the passer of Lamar Jackson. I don't think he's there yet. He has impressed me, and I am I am a Lamar Jackson naysayer. I don't think he's that good of a passer. Um, you know, you look at, like, oh, 35 touchdowns, MVP season, and all of them were in, like, 25 of the 35 were from the five-yard line and closer because they were so afraid of him running that everyone crashed and there were just dudes open in the back of the end zone. All the time. Like, and, yes, that's a testament to your ability as a runner, but that doesn't mean you make, make you a good passer. He is the greatest athlete on the field on almost every field he steps on. I need him to take another step. It happened with Cam Newton. Yes. Cam Newton would run, and he was the best physical specimen. He was the biggest guy who was not supposed to be that fast or that elusive at that kind of size. And he was dominant for five or six years. And then the wagon wheels fell off, and he is still, I believe, unsigned by an NFL franchise. Yep. That he lost out to Mac Jones, which is fine. I mean, I watched some of their preseason games. Mac Jones looked better. Yeah. He was throwing passes, and, and they were like, at, at they bare, couldn't have been more perfect. Like, in at, the numbers. At the bare minimum, Cam Newton need to, needed to flat out beat Mac Jones. And if, if they were equal, right. I'm going with the younger player. Right. The rookie who we're paying less money and is the future of our franchise, most yes. likely. Like, this is the direction we're going with. Uh. Speaking of young guns, uh, Justin Herbert, we've talked about it. We, I have him on my fantasy dynasty team, which is why I'm in the process of trading you <laughs> another young young guy that I drafted this year. Um, but, I mean, Herbert and that offense looks incredible. Austin Eckler is just a stud across the board. And, I mean, they, they have guys on, on the outside on both sides that are fantastic. And... That defense doesn't suck. This is, this is, in my opinion, the hottest team in football right now. Uh, as a Bills fan, they are the team that I am the most afraid of in the AFC. It is not Baltimore. It's nope. not the Browns. Nope. It's not even Kansas City. It is the Chargers, no question. Yeah. Because Herbert has got that offense clicking at a high rate, and their defense of, I think, all of the playoff teams, other than maybe Buffalo, the defense is yes. the best one that, yeah. that we'll encounter. And I think that defense is why, is why the Chargers win this game. I agree. It's going to be tight. I think it's going to be a close game, but I think the Chargers will take this. Um, and if if this game is not close, it's going to be because the Chargers expose the stuff we just talked about, right? With Lamar, so Listen, they have a fantastic secondary. They they can put a guy like Derwin James, who maybe is the best safety in all of football, and put him on Mark Andrews or put him on whoever, and they've got corners to back it up. It's just, uh, yeah. and then it can Lamar stay away from. Joey Bosa. Right. Can he stay away from maybe the best defensive lineman in the game? Right. Second to Aaron Donald. Maybe. Yeah. Best, best, ed, best, yeah, best edge guy. guy. Best it. edge guy. Yep. You got it. Uh, and that, I mean, that, and that's a tall order with some of the other names that are out there. But right. uh, speaking of Aaron Donald, the the L.A. Rams go to play the New York football giants who I, I, what's left of them, at least, because good God, this team can't this team. If, if you're not hurt on the Giants, you're probably going to be. You basically just uh, told everybody why I picked this as my lock of the week, that this is a Rams all the way. Yes. 
They have, I mean, just starting with Mike Glennon being your your starting quarterback. If Daniel Jones can't go, right? But then on top of it, uh, Saquon Barkley looked like his foot sucked up a softball into his oh my ankle. God, that like was I mean, it was ankle was huge. And then you got Kenny Galladay went down, and as um, admirable as Kadarius Tooney played, I don't know. I don't think that it's going to be enough to to stop the Rams. I mean, they've got they've got Tooney. Fine. All right. Well, they're going to put Jalen Ramsey on him, and he probably won't catch a ball. Right. So he went off in that game, and then all these guys in fantasy football probably went picked him up. They'll start him, and then he's going to face Ramsey and not have a catch, and everybody's going to lose their minds again. So um, Barkley is listed as week to week currently, and but again, I mean, he doesn't help this them overcome the Rams. This is a Rams W. This is another game of the week for us. It is the Statman's lock of the week. So uh, if you're out there and you're still alive in a suicide pool or whatever it is, pick this game if you haven't used the Rams already and tear it up. Uh, not much more we need to say about that. I'm I fear for whoever's under center. If, if I'm if I'm the Giants, I'm letting Daniel Jones sit this one out. Like I'm, right. I am sacrificing right. Mike Glennon to the monster that is that defense led by Aaron Donald, and we're going to move on. Uh, I don't want to call a, a week six game a must win, but this kind of is a must win for the Colts. Inviting Houston into town, who by all rights probably should have beat the Patriots last week. Right. Like, I expected a Bill Belichick style uh, murder of a rookie quarterback, and that was not what we saw. I, I want a hungry Colts team to put a 40, to put some 40 sauce on this. You know what? And, and the way they played this past week, I think they have it in them to do that. Um, they're in a division right now with, with Tennessee is at 3 and 2. And the Jags are 0 and 5, and Houston is another team with a losing record. And it's just one of those things where yeah, it's a battle of one and four teams. It's it's dumb, but you still you are not out of the realm of winning the division. As dumb as that sounds, you are one and four. You absolutely you, could still win the division. The Colts win this game; they go to two and four. Then they hope that the Bills beat the Titans, drop them to three and three. Right now, you're a game behind. and game out. That's what I mean. Like, I mean, and that's I don't think Jacksonville's catching anybody anytime soon. No, and. It's just one of those things. At, at, on the other end of this, we know darn well the Texans aren't going to hold up through a whole season. Um, maybe they get a, a little bit of a shot in the arm when Terod Taylor is healthy again and gets to come back. But if the Colts lose this game, you can pretty much kiss the season goodbye, I think. I think it's going to be just the Titans are going to win the division almost on accident, which I hate using that term. But that's almost what's going to happen. The Colts need to win this game, and I mean Carson Wentz has been playing really well. They have a gr- they have three solid running backs, and they're not even using Marlon Mack right now. Right, um, young good receiving core, uh, you know, I, and I mean that defense was supposed to be the strong point. They're not playing great right now. Yeah, you know, their 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 defense being susceptible is probably the part of the part of the equation that a lot of people thought wasn't going to be the issue this year. Right. But uh, I think this is the Colts game to take. I think, and I think they do by at least a, by at least two scores. I'm not putting a number on it. I'm calling a two score win. I think I think Wentz Wentz is healthy, and I think that's going to help them here. And then Houston's defense is not great. I think they wind up winning this game. Speaking of not great defenses, the Chiefs are taking on the underperforming defense that is the Washington Football Team, who is again currently in a boiling pot of who knows what's going to happen with these emails. But uh, this is a weird one, man. The Chiefs, I mean, their offense plays very well. They're playing into a Washington team who is supposed to be defensively stout and been not playing up to it so far. Uh, the bottom line here is is that if any team plays the Chiefs and does not run a Tampa 2 defense, their entire coaching staff should be fired. Like literally everybody, the the Bucks gave everybody the blueprint on how to beat them. The, the 
Chiefs are a Ferrari of an offense. They want to go fast. They want to go now. They want to get rolling with it. They want to, They want Tyree Kill to have 11 catches for 185 yards and three scores. That's what they want every single game. Every time. So if you just make a Ferrari drive in the grandma lane, like they, they don't like it. They, it. It befuddles them. They yeah. really, really struggle with it. They don't want to dink and dunk you. They don't want to just do clock management and see if they can run the ball. So stopping them from doing what they want to do. And really, and that's Mahomes in a nutshell. Right. Air, air raid offense at Texas Tech, like that's what they do. And now he's basically in an air raid offense in the NFL. Okay, we're just going to cover deep. Yeah. And, 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 and watch him do whatever. Like, and, and what was his biggest issue in college? He didn't have a defense that supported him. So right. he had to try to win shootouts. Every time. And, I mean, now he's in that game, and we, he found himself in a shootout, and he didn't win it last week. Again, and, and you look at what the Bills did last week and what Tampa did in the Super Bowl. Tampa blitzed a ton. Tampa blitzed a ton. Didn't give him time. He ran for his life, and they blitzed him and got pressure with athletes, not defensive ends, not defensive tackles. They sent – when they motioned out that dude, the dude who was following him in that Tampa 2 – stopped at the edge that dude continued they snapped he went into the quarterback and was nine times out of ten a free rush what did the bills do they they they, they dominated the offensive line with their four-man front gregory rousseau is the uh, uh, afc player of the week this week awesome for a rookie fantastic no, like for, for a dude that people like oh he's a project player oh he's a reach yeah he hasn't played in a year yeah and the last time he played he was second to chase young in the in the I was nation just gonna say, like dude, dude was like a sophomore so he's what 19, right. 20 years old, and he had yeah. 18 and a half sacks. Like, that's just stupid. I don't even yeah. know what to do with that information. You like, had 18 like, sacks as like a 19 A half sack or a sack behind the dude number who was the, the number one yeah. overall pick a yeah. year before. So, like, yeah, come on. Re- I got something you can reach for. But, uh, I mean, it, it, like, if you can establish that pocket, and, and, and one of the things that was talked about kind of off to the side a little bit is by making Mahomes stay in the pocket and taking away the deep shots. When he rolls left or he rolls right, a lot of like, and Josh Allen kind of does the same thing at times. It changes everything's angle. When you play good coverage and you have guys bracketed, and your guys are in passing lanes, and he's in the pocket, well, there's no passing lanes because the guys are in the passing lanes. When he flushes, those passing lanes change, and guys are our guys are open. Guys can work across coverage, stuff like that. So the Bills tried to keep him in the pocket when he stopped being successful. When the Bills ends stopped getting pinched. When they established the pocket and held the pocket, our coverage worked well. And then he all of a sudden he found himself surrounded where there was nowhere to bail. It looked a lot like what we did to Lamar in the playoffs last year. Just establish the line, establish the pocket, and say, go ahead. Those guys can cover. Not when you're over there, though. It, it was amazing. It was amazing to watch. It really is fantastic. And I love that we dressed like eight or nine defensive linemen. Every week. We kept everybody fresh. We keep them rotated. We keep moving them in and out. Nobody gets exhausted. We have constant pressure on you all the time. Yeah. And you're going to make you run for your life. And oh, and uh, Ed Oliver's only in his third or fourth year. Epinesa's in his second or third year. We have two rookies that were in that mix. Like, I think our oldest guy is Jerry Hughes. Like, oh, Jerry Hughes and uh, Mario Addison. It's one of the two of them. I think it's probably Hughes, but I think right. they're both like 32 or 33. So right. they're, they're right there. Like, and unfortunately, probably both gone after this year. I, I, think we t- I think we keep one. But like those are the dudes that you're like, you're anchoring a very young and ferocious defense. Like that, that defensive line is going to be good for years. Yep. And if we keep drafting the way we're drafting with second and third round picks, uh, <laughs> okay. I listen, it's from the top down. Bean, yeah. McDermott, everybody, they do a fan. Fantastic job. But uh, back to the point here. So Washington, I don't, I don't think Washington has enough to stop the Chiefs. 
that like it, and unless this defense comes out and looks like the defense, the Washington defense that it was last year, Which I, they I, have not to this point in the no. season. They have not looked great. No, and when like they don't have the offense to shoot out with the Chiefs, so you they, like you have to hope your defense, like I might argue that they don't need it. That the Chiefs' defense is just so bad that even average offenses. We just talked about how the Eagles are struggling this season, but the Eagles hung thirty something on it. You right. know what I mean? It's really right, and I think that I think the football team's defense is better. So I mean, I I still think the Chiefs win, but it's closer than that game. It's not a twelve point win; it might be a six point win. I was. I think Gibson will have a, a ton of points. I think Scary Terry. McLaurin is going to go off and just be nuts. And if he told me at the end of the day he had 150 receiving yards, I'd be like, all right, yeah, that makes sense. That he he has proven himself now for a couple of years. I don't know why he gets overlooked or why he's so underrated, but he has proven to be an alpha number one receiver, and he is very talented. And I don't think the Chiefs will have an answer for him at all. Right. So really, I think it's really at this point right now, and it sounds weird saying it, it might be Washington's game to lose. That that's a scary right. thing to I, think, right? right? You know what I mean? Like there'd be a time that we we this could have been your lock of the week the other way, but Chiefs by fifty. It's uh, well, they have Chase Young, they have whatever. It's Mahomes. He's just gonna hit Kelsey. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like you would just scoff at it and kind of walk away, and yeah. would, and you probably would have been right. Yeah, but I I don't know. Not anymore. Not this year. I, I I'm calling I'm calling a one score win for the Chiefs here. I think they get off the Schneid. I think they they. They get back to a win at their winning ways, but it's going to be a long season for them, man. I'll tell you that much. Uh, the Packers visiting the Bears, and <laughs> I I did not see the Bears winning last week. Um, I, I saw the Raiders dominating that offense, and I made that pick. The Raiders were my lock last week. I made that pick, and <laughs> then all the John Gruden stuff happened, and God knows what happens, what's going to happen from here. So you were the black kiss of death Apparently. there. Apparently. Like, holy cow. I, I can tell you who's never going to be my lock of the week. <laughs> but <laughs> You went to Vegas and gambled, and you lost. Uh, no right? kidding. That's, and that's why I don't gamble on my squad. But, uh, yeah, the Packers take on the Bears. This is, this is an interesting one. The Bears look a little bit different now that they've officially named Fields their starting quarterback. Uh he looks like he's playing a little bit more confident. On the other end, he didn't play amazing last week. And then you have just Rodgers being Rodgers. Uh, he is just – he's back to MVP form. I'm not sure what happened in that Saints game. I don't know what went on in week one where they had that, like, six-touchdown trouncing at the hands of this, at Jameis Winston and the Saints. But Rodgers is back to looking very comfortable, very fine. Calm, cool, and collected, yep. and just is going and to full State Farm on everyone's asses. I, 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 I think I think Rogers drops a discount. Double check on the Bears, and I think they walk this one. Personally. I think this the uh, last year against the Bears, he had like six hundred passing yards and eight touchdowns and no picks in the right. two games he played Chicago. I'm going Aaron Rodgers and the Packers by a margin. I don't think it'll be close. Hey, did uh, did you know? Probably not, but tell me anyways. That. The Bengals are in the hunt for the AFC North right now? Uh, they should be. I'm not going to lie to you. I had them picked for dead last. And yeah, I think everybody did. And that was that. You ever been wrong? Happened to me. Yeah, no kidding. Real bad. Yeah, a swing and a miss. Um, going to Detroit to take on the Lions, and if this is a one that's if – if you want a game that's going to keep you in a hunt, this is it. Yep. I mean, the Lions have been so close winning they are officially several times they are officially the the unluckiest franchise in the league right now 
Like, everybody else is at injury bug, whatever. Like, the Lions have done well enough to win football games and just, again, a delay a game call that doesn't get called that stems into the longest field goal in NFL history for, for to take an L. You marched on the field last week. You take the lead with, what, 30-some seconds left? Yep. And the well, other team... Too much time, apparently. Yeah, for... I mean, for, for Kirk Cousins. Like, too much... Was that who it was? Right? Somebody? Yeah, the, the, the rookie kicker that kicked Yeah. Down. Yep. Yeah, to lose, to lose 19 to 17. Like... So it's not like you're setting the world on fire, but you're 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 holding people down. You're you're not letting them score a ton of points. When you are when when you are letting teams score a ton of points, when they're scoring thirty, so are you. Right. They're just scoring thirty one. You're scoring thirty. Like tough tough year for the Lions. They may not win a game. It's which is interesting because really I don't dislike Jared Goff as a quarterback. I think he's okay. I I understand that trade. I get why they did it, but it doesn't mean he's completely devoid of talent. Like, Correct. He's he's okay. Swift and the running game have been good. I mean. It's just going to be a guy who, at the end of the year, is legitimately going to have like a hundred catches. Yeah, out of out of the backfield. Um, they do lack some receiving options, um, and their defense is playing better. But I think, in general, even though they might be winning less, I think they're in a better position with Matt Patricia not being there anymore. That they're is it's tough to say for an zero and five franchise. I do think they are still trending in the right direction. Absolutely, just based on how they're losing games and yes. what those games look like. That it is not the Matt Patricia lines of old. Matt Patricia is just another guy in the long line of Belichick proteges that just hasn't worked out elsewhere. People never figure out it's Bill. It's Belichick. It's not Josh McDaniels. It's not Charlie Weiss, Romeo Cornell. It's not Matt Patricia. It's Bill. Well, I'll tell you that. And, and even still, like Patricia, Patricia's big deal, and we've talked about this on the show. His big issue was that he consistently tried to do the Patriot way. The thing about the Patriot way is you have to sell into it completely. You have to be willing to look at the best player on your team and be like, "You don't like it? There's the goddamn door." Right. And he wasn't. He tried the Patriot way, tried to make it the Lions' way. The first dude was like, "I don't think so, Tim." And he's like, "Yeah, you're right. My bad." Right. And then he, but like, kind of Patriot way, and like, but there's no. You can't half-ass the Patriot way. If you're going to make that your own, you gotta you got to sell into it and be willing to tell dudes that there's the door. you got to be willing to tell your front office, like, listen, we're going to do it this way. It's going to be rough for a year or two, but once we get the right people who buy in, we're going to be good. And he didn't. He tried it. They, they kind of bucked back at him, and he tried it a little bit different. They bucked back, and then all of a sudden it was just a free-for-all because nobody he, he had no credibility, and it just went down the hill. Down. No, no bueno. No. And no. now, again, I, and I agree with you. They're trending in the right direction. They're losing good football games. Correct. Two good football they teams. They very easily could have been they, two and three. Yeah. They, they were three and two. You they, know what I mean? Yeah. They, 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 really they, they, could right very, they could be hovering at 500 right now. Right. For a team that is 0 and 5, you're like, really? They could be, yeah, they very well could be. Right. I don't know if they win a game. I don't think they're going to win this one. I, I think the Bengals are playing too damn well. I think so, too. I, they, I can't really name a ton of people on Detroit's secondary. No. Like Tracy Walker is a safety. I don't they're not there's not a lot of talent back there. Let's right. just say that. And if you told me that again, Jamar Chase had another six catches for 160 yards and two scores. Oh yeah. All right. That makes sense. That's legit. That could happen. I mean, as a rookie of the year candidate, he's just been dominant, and I think he is going to be dominant again. So uh I just realized that I myself have not picked my upset of the week. And I've made this graphic now twice. Because I made a mistake on on it here, and then I just realized that like I. Wah, wah. Oh crap! I don't know. I messed this up. I gotta fix it. 
But uh, yeah, so um, moving on. The Cardinals and the Browns. This is going to be a great game. This is going to be a fantastic football game. Um, so the Browns are like now responsible for like my favorite stat of all time. Yeah. Well, that it, uh, that it was like team teams that have over 400 yards of offense or over 500 yards of offense score 40 points and have zero turnovers were 463 and 0. Yep. In those games. That record is now 463 and 1. Because because, <laughs> because the Browns lost to the Chargers. And like I mean, you're talking about a defense that's supposed to be vaunted. Like on paper this defense should be Near Buffalo's level. Right. If you did this defense in Madden, nobody would ever score any points against you. Right. It's just one of those things. And they almost got, they almost had a 50 burger put up on them last week by the Chargers. Again, the hottest team in football, but still. And they're going against a team that's almost, if not just as, if not more hot in the Cardinals. Like, this is that borderline, like, this team might be as hot as anybody. They're 5 and 0. They're undefeated. They knocked off the Rams. I mean, and the Rams were, were picked to win that division outright. Um, I mean, Let's see here. They thumped the Titans in week one. They eked out the Vikings in week two. They were losing at half to the Jags and then ran away with it. They put they they, they, they beat the Rams by 17. And then in kind of a sloppy game last week with a 49ers team that doesn't really have much of an identity right now, they won 17 to 10, which is why, in my opinion, they're not the hottest team. But like they're good enough to win that ugly game, and you got to be you got to win the ugly games when you're a good team, right? Because you're gonna have ugly games. So you have that ugly game against the Browns. I think the Browns trounce you. I I don't know if they go back to back ugly games. I don't think so. I mean, I I think Cleveland's gonna wind up winning this game. Uh, I think their pass rush will get after Kyler and mark him. I don't know. I think he'll be running for his life a little bit, which yeah. he is totally capable of doing. Yes. He, he can run, and he'll be just fine. Al- almost uncatchable at times. Almost uncatchable. Oh, if you, like, if like you can Lamar. see his back, you're not going to touch him. Right. But I, I do think that uh, Miles Garrett is going to wreak havoc in Correct. this game. And I think it'll be tough sledding for the Cardinals because they're not going to they're not going to go undefeated. They're not going to win every game all season. And I think this is one that um, after playing incredibly well and losing, I think the Browns keep on rolling. And wind up beating the Cardinals, and only because the you know Kyler is an MVP candidate. They're undefeated. Everybody's kind of picking them, so naturally, the Browns will win. It's one of those things where you talk up a franchise so much and and keep heaping them with praise that eventually, it catches up with you. Yeah, I mean, we are talking about a team who is, I mean, a couple pieces removed from Hale Murray and going O for the season from there. Right. So I mean. There, there is definitely the potential to fall off the cliff and fall off hard because it's not like they got hit with an injury bug. It's not like they lost right. a ton of players last year to, to different things. Like, they just fell off the damn cliff. They, they, they pulled out that game against Buffalo, and it's almost like that was the crescendo of their season. And there was no real reason for it. It just was. They're still showing that highlight today. Like, oh, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I see it all the time. All that science AAF stuff where it's like, oh, 26 you know, percent catch radius or whatever, or 26% catch chance. And, yeah. just, and then he gets it, and it makes me sad inside. I'm I'm torn of whether or not – like, there's three games here coming up, and we got to kind of mosey here because we're uh, we're over the 54-minute 50 minute mark, and we still have, like, five games to go, four games oh to go. Oh, my God. But, I mean, we can go a little bit longer than an hour. We, we have been the past couple of weeks. Uh, the Browns over the Cardinals wouldn't be a huge upset. I think those are two good teams. Uh, I think it's an upset because the Cardinals are 5-0 and and the Browns are not. So, but I, I, that's not my... The Brown, that, Browns are three-point favorites. I mean, that's just... That that's, could, could be the hometown 
Yeah, I'm sure it is. Line. Um, that that's not going to be it. Um, the Cowboys, I think. Do I want to pick the Patriots as my upset of the week, beating the Cowboys? I think the Cowboys are going to win. You can. I, 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 th- I, think, I think the Cowboys they are, are going to win. The Cowboys though, are gonna, I think the Cowboys are going to just. I think, I think the Cowboys are going to walk the Patriots. To I, be honest with you, you know what? It, in, it's not even their offense. I think their defense is going to be that reason. I think that's the main reason for their success. Um, their offense was cruising last year. Dak Prescott would like two years ago. He had over five thousand passing yards. Last year, he was leading the NFL in passing yards until that nasty ankle injury. Um, and their offense is back to clicking again. It, the offense is nothing new. They keep doing what they're doing. They have a phenomenal offensive line. Zeke looks back to form. Everything's Thank going God. well. Yeah, it's everything's going well. But the Dan Quinn has really reshaped that defense. They've gotten younger. They've gotten more athletic. Micah Parsons looks like an animal. Um, the defense is doing really, really well. And I, I don't think this week is going to be the Patriots week, which is fine because they're division and they can lose every game for the rest of the season. But I am going to go with the Cowboys in this game. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, I, the Cowboys are just too good. You know, seeing what um, seeing what happened with the Patriots last week, you know, with Davis Mills, I mean, but for all intent and purpose, they should have won that game. And, I mean, they didn't, and a win's a win. But I don't – you don't slow the Cowboys down. Like, after a game like that, you don't come out – I mean, unless that was a, a, the definition of a trap game that the um, – that the Patriots were like lucky to come out with a win because right. you were looking past the Texans. Like the Texans just got thumped by the Bills. We can handle like we 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 plan to fight with the Bills. So like this should be easy. And we got a big one next week. And all of a sudden, right. like oh shit, we gotta start playing football. Unless Bill Belichick's got some weird cheating scandal up his sleeve, I think the Cowboys walk this one. Uh, the Raiders Broncos is going to be interesting. I thought the Broncos. We're going to win last week against the Steelers. I thought it wasn't going to be close once Teddy Bridgewater got the nod to go, and he wasn't. The Raiders are in shambles right now. Their their head coach is a special teams coach. Um, you know, and there's they have three guys on their roster with NFL head coaching experience, and they went with a special teams coach who does not, I which th- is interesting to me. I think it's because of, and they explain this a little bit. Um, I don't know if it was Steve Levy on Monday Night Football, but they said the reason they did that was because of his lack like your special teams coordinator doesn't have a lot to do. Right. Do you know what I mean? So he's usually involved in all the other meeting rooms and all do you know what I mean? Like he's right. got his hand in like all the cookie jars. So that they're like, oh, or we want a head coach or somebody who understands all facets of our team and what we do here and right. the personnel opposed to only being familiar with one part of it. Right. Because he's like the you, most familiar you, with the you, whole roster. You promote your defensive coordinator and all of a sudden your offense solely rests on your offensive coordinator. Correct. And if something happens that we're like the other guy, like uh, maybe like if we're running this dude's system, cause we're not going to change it in week six, right. like we're not going to reinstall. Like even if I have my own playbook that I've been working on my, like I've been in the NFL for 20 years, maybe I have an offensive playbook that I'm like, this is my shit. Mm-hmm. We're not going to, we're not going to do a fucking upload and install in, in a week. Right. Like we're gonna we're gonna put this on the shelf. Maybe I'll add some things, some of my own wrinkles as things progress. But like, I don't know, man. I think the Broncos take this one personally because I don't think I, I think the Raiders are just in shambles, and I think this whole thing has rocked the organization. If I'm if I'm working off of a stability standpoint, I, I'm probably going to agree with you. Uh, I think the Broncos get the running game going with Gordon and Williams, and I think that's going to lead the way. Um, it would not surprise me to watch Cortland Sutton have another uh, big game at receiver, but I think that uh, the Broncos wind up taking this one. I think they get that tough divisional matchup win. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, second last, Sunday Night Football, um, which 
if I have to listen to Chris Collinsworth for Sunday Night Football, <laughs> I'm going to cry. So I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll play a game where like we do a live feed or something, and I call or commentate the game because it might be more interesting to watch than that that dumbass. We just need the Mannings to give up all of their free time and just have an alternate feed for all the games. No, no, I don't want time. I don't want alternate feeds. I just want them on the normal feed. Right, the normal. Don't feed. don't simulcast. Just let them do it. Right. Like and okay, we'll finish with that. But um, <laughs> I'm I'm calling this my upset of the week. I'm calling the Steelers knocking off the Seahawks. The Steelers played well last week. They There were flashes of Big Ben looking better than he has. I don't know if it was a thing where he's finally like, well, I can't keep playing it safe because playing it safe is not getting it done, so I'm going to let if my throw it till it falls off to hell with my shoulder type thing. I don't know if that's what happened. I, I'm calling a Steelers upset here. No, I I don't even know if I would call this an upset, though. I hate that to, to poo-poo on your pick, but, I mean, with Russell Wilson not playing and them starting Geno Smith. I forgot I, he wasn't playing. I'm surprised that Big Ben and the Steelers aren't favored already. <sighs> so, I mean, I, I think that I think Pittsburgh's going to I agree with you. <laughs> Pittsburgh wins that game easily. But that's just me. Because, again, Seattle's defense is notoriously not good, and I think Najee will have a, a great game, and, and Big Ben will. Yeah. It will be feast and not famine. Well, I can't uh, now remembering that Wilson got Wilson hurt. destroyed his middle finger. I got to change my. That, that's not an upset anymore. Backup quarterbacks don't get don't get the benefit of the doubt. Right, that's what I mean. <sighs> I I got to announce it right. I got to say it on air. Um, two division leaders. That's not neither one of that's that's not an upset. Um. You're definitely not picking the Titans over the Bills. Hell no. That's not a thing. No. We don't do that on this show. All right. You know what? The Browns are technically in third place in their division. I'm calling a Brown. The Browns over the Cardinals is the upset of the week. Put it on the board. There you go. Agreed. I like it. All right. Monday Night Football, uh, the Bills continue their revenge tour of their back-to-back games against teams that beat them back-to-back last year, two of their three losses on the regular season. Um, And the Titans look like not the Titans of last year. That defense is not flying around the way it was last year. Uh, the, the, The offense very blatantly has somehow slowed down. Derrick Henry still running the ball for 100 and a half to 200 and a half a game, but it, it, it's it's literally as he goes, that offense goes, and I don't know, do they have receivers back yet? Is Julio back? I don't know. He's not. Brown is, but he, Brown had, is. he, had, a, he had like three catches for 38 yards or something last week. It was not great. Right, and I mean, this this entire team is and has been run through Derrick Henry, um, and if when you stop Derrick Henry, this team doesn't look good. And I, I th- this defense is – they're not going to get the gift that they got at the start of the <laughs> – they, they don't have to worry about that because nobody ever stops Derrick Henry. <laughs> right. It, like, li- literally, you have to get to a point where they just can't just run it with Derrick Henry. Yep. And, and that is 100% what it, it, it has to be. So look for the Bills to start hot and start quick because that's what it takes. I think it will be one of those things where – we're going to stack eight in the box. Yep. We're not going to let them run, or we're going to try to not let them run, and we're going to tell Tannehill to throw it and beat us, and we'll have Trey White on Brown, and we'll just let that matchup roll, and we'll see what happens. Because with Julio banged up, and they don't have Jonu Smith anymore, and they don't have all these weapons that they used to have, then now it's, it's well, and, Brown, Julio, and three guys I've never heard of. And, and, and Jonu Smith left because he wasn't getting enough touches because Derrick Henry wants 400 touches a, a year. And, I mean, it worked. But, again, this defense isn't flying around the way that they have in the past. They're bottom ten in the league. I think yeah. really they're not great. It's and really not doing well. I mean, last year this game, this game with them started last year with a gift interception 
with Andre Roberts of all people trying to catch a pass. Right. Um, we can put our number six receiver in, and it's still better than Andre Roberts, because I mean that's like Jake Kumaro territory. Somewhere in there, I was going to say I don't know how many we carried if we stopped at six or seven. Um, because you think about it, we got Diggs, Sanders, Beasley, Davis, Davis, Kumaro, McKenzie, yeah. like oh, that that automatic upgrade over Andre Roberts. And we have them all. They're all healthy. Knock on wood. <laughs> so uh, the Bills take this one. I think the Bills shine in prime time as they do. Um, so I, I I don't think this one's close. Nope, especially not after the Chiefs. I no. think we win this one. I think it's uh, a fun one. And I think, as again, the revenge tour continues. I, I agree. Humble, hungry, Buffalo Bills. I agree. And I think it double digits. I think again. I think we, oh, we three extend, score game. Extend, extend that record that of of fourteen or ten point wins or whatever it is. Three, it's, give me give me a three give me a three score game for the W. Hanging three points on. Uh, so my last piece here is we we've seen as of late with guys like Tony Romo venturing into the realm of color commentary. Uh, Troy Aikman's probably my least favorite former player that does it, mostly because he just seems lethargic and doesn't care until he gets hammered by the fourth quarter, and then he's a little bit more fun. <laughs> but I'm not going to lie. If I had to color commentate with Joe Buck, I'd probably get hammered too. I need more former quarterbacks, like former players with personality, doing live calls on the game. Because not only are they intelligent, and they know what they're talking about, they can break things down. It's not my my weird opinion of what's going on in the field. It's this is what's happening out there. I know because I played it for 15 years. Right. And... It it's generally unbiased. the The bias is like more of a personal, like joking around with former colleagues bias, which right. is hilarious to see a lot of times. And they just have more passion for it. Like watching Tony Romo get fired up, like, "Oh my God, look at the Gronk's at the top of the screen. He's one on one. I'm going there all day. I'm going there all day. Snap, Gronk, Gronk. Yeah, like every time. Oh." Like, like, why aren't you a defensive coordinator? I like, see. what do you? Because <laughs> they gave him like a hundred million dollars to just keep staying stuff on TV. Right. Like, Romo's made three times more money in broadcasting than he ever did as an NFL player, which blows me away. It's so funny. Right. So, like, fire these clowns. Like, fire Collinsworth. Fire these dudes, and like, put the Mannings in there. Like, give me an actual Manning broadcast, actually on the field, actually in the press box, doing play by play. It would be great. You know what I wouldn't be mad about hearing them talk. Like and tell some type of story over like dead air or some like two yard running play, right? Where like hearing Chris Collinsworth tell me like, no, oh, back when Archie Bishop played in the '60s and blah 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 blah. Like I don't care, and you're droning on. <laughs> shut up. Like I hate it. I hate it so much. Like I give think, me dudes who care and breathe life into the game. I think he's most definitely the most hated football <sighs> announcer. I mean. Some people don't get it. Some people like Collinsworth. And other people are like, he's awful. He's terrible. He's dead last. He's number one. <laughs> Nobody can get past. I want to take Chris Collinsworth, Joe Buck, and Nick Wright and just never see them again. I don't hate Joe Buck. So now, so now somebody told me that they prefer Joe Buck as a baseball announcer and not football. They're like, I don't know why that is. Like, I can't really put my finger on it. But when Buck does football games, I'm not a fan. Baseball, for whatever reason, I'm okay with it. I don't know if it's the timbre of his voice. I'm the same way. I, I think I think his his overall tone and demeanor fits baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, it, now, is he Harry Doyle? 
No. But he's better than he's 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 great for baseball. Like just that just that tone that like his his delivery and everything. It just it bores me on a football field. It just drones and it's just like uh <laughs> anyway. <laughs> That'll wrap it up for this this episode of Hats, Stats, and Stats. Statman, good to have you back, buddy. Thanks for having me, buddy. Oh, Pleasure man, as this always. This was a good time. Uh, as always, Hats, Stats, and Stats is part of the BACBP Radio Network, www.bacbp-radio.com. Click on the Sports tab, find the Hats, Stats, and Stats logo. Click on that, you'll find all our episodes. Or you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, anywhere else you get your podcasts from. You can also listen to us live on the Can You Dig Sports Radio. Uh, download the MyTuner app or head over to www.thejukeboxradio.com and check us out over there. We have a show called Shot Takes every Saturday and Sunday from 2 a.m. to 10 p.m. or 2 a 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Jesus Christmas. Um, Saturdays is just general sports talk. Sundays is going to be leading you up to your NFL games of the week, uh, breaking down every game, kind of like we just did, but a little bit more back and like not back and forth because it's usually just me alone, but uh, just a little bit more lighthearted, a little bit more statistical. And uh, we go from there. So check that out. As always, find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just look, type in Hats, Tats, and Tats Podcast. You'll find us. I promise you on that. And with that, again, Statman, great to have you back, buddy. Later, buddy. Maybe we'll see you next week. Maybe we won't. Either way, we'll figure it out. <laughs> um, and that'll do it. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We will catch you next week. Head over to www.thejukeboxradio.com and check us out over there. In a post-apocalyptic world, decimated by a global pandemic, two men will arise to talk about movies. Featuring the quote king, Austin Kelm, the wizard of Jaws, Derek Jaws, they are the Podducers. Producers.